Hello and welcome to the Midweeks. This is Pastor Rob. Today I'm going to start something different, a, a new project, and I want to be discussing culture. I want to discuss culture. And I don't want to do this as a kind of a purely academic, intellectual thing, what is culture. I want to talk about what makes culture and and how it works and with an eye especially to how to influence it. And this is why. Um, I I think we're in a time where we're in some substantial cultural flux and and not just fluxes in changing. I think we're in some major cultural disintegration where the things that have been our culture or bound our culture together are uh, disappearing, disintegrating, and it's not leading to uh, cohesion or unity is leading to a lot of disunity and things falling apart. And so um, as as a person living in the Western world, I'm, I'm growing inter- more and more interested in just seeing how, what is culture? How does this work? And also as um, a servant of God who is called to help build God's culture in the world, um, I, I'm, I'm growing an interest in this. So I'm just going to be sharing some some thoughts as I meditate on stuff or think about things, and uh, and there we go. So, what is culture? Well, it's one of those things that is so uh, big that it's hard to describe, as well as so you know small in particular, it's hard to describe. Culture. Some people have kind of said, you know, it's the accumulation of values and activities of a people group. Um, other people have said other things, but it's kind of like how how a people think. Um, how they live together, what a society does and values and how they accomplish things and, and what they want to do and what the, how they share a history and have a, a destiny or how they perceive these things. And so it's really big um, and it, it it's hard to wrap up into just a nutshell description. And part of the issue why it's hard to talk about culture is it's kind of like asking a bunch of fish to describe what it feels like to be wet. Um, by nature, fish swim. And so they're in it. And it's, so it might be a challenge for them to describe what it feels like to be wet. And by nature, human beings form cultures. There's no such thing as no culture. There's just different cultures. There's, there's no such thing as, um, well, you know, I guess in some instances when people aren't doing well. But if, you're, if you have people having relationships and they share a language and they share some ideas of right and wrong, they have already are in a culture and uh, the way humanity works where children are born to parents who are already living and have relationships and live in a country and have language and laws and stuff you're born into culture and so you can't have a kind of a culture-free experience so that you can have a purely objective experience of things so that's one of the reasons why it can be difficult to kind of look at your own culture look at other cultures but when you do go to another place all of a sudden culture stands out so more recently you know i've flown to rwanda and just seeing how they do things um uh, their culture stands out and then it allows you to see your culture a bit more so they have a different culture when it comes to money what uh, honesty looks like what you do when you have money you know the western culture is very much into saving and investing Um, african cultures are very much into just sharing so if you got a bunch of money you wouldn't just put it in the bank you would all of a sudden find that you're giving it away to a lot of people who have needs and so you kind of live more day-to-day people sharing and you get sometimes you receive the sharing sometimes you give the sharing 
Whereas in the Western culture, it's a lot more about um, saving and accumulating wealth. And this, this is, you know, a cultural attitude about wealth. And so that's just one example. But it, in a nutshell, you could kind of say it's um, how, how people live together and what they value. Very simply put, how they live together and what they value. And so I want to start this whole talk about culture, how to influence it by, by starting in a place. Um, and I was reading this, and I, I'm not, I can't remember exactly where I read it, so I can't give total credit to where this idea came from. But um, just somebody suggested that the start of all culture comes from authority. I didn't make this up. I'm borrowing it. The start of all culture comes from a shared authority. Who's in charge? Or who are we going to follow? What is the thing out there or in here whose opinion, voice uh, carries the day? And And I've really been meditating on that, and I think there's a lot of truth in it. Culture starts with authority. And so just as I've been thinking in my mind, um, here are some examples. I'm going to start with one. Uh, The authority is the government. And so there have been a couple of cultures where the highest authority is the government. And a couple examples of this would be communist Russia and communist China. There is no higher authority, whether it's an intellectual authority or a deity or God or anything like this, higher than the party, higher than the government. And so out of this, how they do life, who's in charge, how you handle money, what you can and can't worship, what you can and can't do with your free time, who you're allowed to marry, how many children you're allowed to have, all these parts of life flow out of the answer to the question, where's where's this true authority come from and who's in charge, comes out of this idea of uh, the government is in charge. And historically, whenever that's the answer to the question of authority, it's been a very brutal, brutal culture that's arisen um, with lots of uh, physical violence done by the people in charge, lots of grinding of the poor into into submission or into nothingness, and lots of dishonesty as uh, people in power use their power to get what they want from people who aren't in power. Another way to answer that question of where does authority come from, who's in charge, um, is to say human reasoning is in charge. And an example of this would be kind of like the Enlightenment from the Western world. So a time in history where people were getting really, really fascinated with the ability of human thinking to discover the truth and then to manipulate the world through uh, intellect, reasoning, and um, that kind of thing. And so and uh, ex- what came out of the Enlightenment would really be kind of like major advancements in scientific method and scientific tools and then kind of the whole scientific project of um, forming a hypothesis, running an experiment, finding out how the laws of physics or laws of biology or laws of chemistry work. And out of this, using that um, knowledge to manipulate creation, rule over creation, and increase technological capacity and whatever you have. So and so a way of looking at saying, you know, all of our advancements, whether it's cell phones, smartphones, podcasts, they kind of prove the fact that the highest authority is smart people thinking well. 
human thinking, rationality. And whatever we can't discover isn't worth knowing. Whatever we can't talk about, think about, isn't, isn't, doesn't really count. Um, it's human thinking, which is the highest authority. And that bleeds everywhere. So it could be philosophical thinking, could be religious thinking, could be scientific thinking, but whatever kind of the smart people are saying is true, that's the highest source of authority. And that kind of bleeds out into all other culture. And another way, another example, so not kind of just the government or political power and not just uh, human rationality and therefore what the smart people are agreed on is true. Um, Another way of doing this is to say that God is the highest authority. And I'm not even thinking necessarily about the Christian God. Um, Any society that is profoundly religious could say that their God is the highest authority. So you might have a a, a scriptures, uh, a set of scriptures that define the authority of God, whether it's the Bible or the what we'd call the Old Testament or the Tanakh for the Jewish people, or um, the Quran and the other writings that go with the Quran. Um, that could be the expression of the authority of God in human writing. Or there could be high priests, there could be a priestly caste, there could be um, you know, Buddhist monks, there could be a Dalai Lama or something like this that represents spiritual or divine wisdom or authority. But this is where it comes back to. God is the authority and he is somehow or he, they somehow, uh, depending on which system you're looking at, express their authority in a way that influences culture. And so a really interesting um, example of this recently, I'm reading a book called Truth and Transformation, and I can't remember the author's name right now. I'm sorry for that. Maybe I'll Google it and put it on my webpage. And he was just saying by experience that um, in the West, where the scriptures are the authority, and there's kind of one God, and he's given the Ten Commandments, uh, people are a lot more honest in their dealings than his culture, where he grew up in India, where there's such things, pantheism, where since everything is God, there isn't any real right or wrong or good or evil that just exists in people's minds. And so you can use that kind of thinking where there isn't really anything right or wrong to lead into stealing. Well, you know, it's all God and I'm God too. And so I took this stuff. And so what's the big deal? Or polytheism, where there's many, many gods, because many of those gods are um, immoral and corrupt themselves. And so why should the people be any different? And this all bleeds back to authority. What is the authority that that informs how I must think? What is the authority that sculpts how I must act? What is the authority that influences and describes and channels how I should feel? What is the authority that tells me what's valuable and what's not valuable? What is the authority that describes what is evil and what is good? What is the authority that tells us how we should live? What marriages? What's the point of a body? What's the point of children? What is life? What is death? What is the good life? What is the bad life? What is the authority that comes and, and influences these things? And sometimes people just say, I'm going to be my own authority, and it's my own desires that are my own compass morally. And so another way of thinking about that, speaking of compasses, is just that. What is the compass of a culture? What says this way's up, this way's down? What, what determines if you're on the right track? 
And that is the authority. In any culture you go to, you should be able to determine what the highest authority is and to see how whatever that authority is, it determines and influences pretty much everything else in a culture. So for the Christians, especially the Reformed ones, the Protestants, that authority is God. The one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit And the authority is primarily expressed through the scriptures, the written scriptures, the canon of scripture. And where you've seen cultures historically that have um, insisted that scripture is the authority for how people should live, you kind of have this kind of culture that's been determined, that's sprung up and really influenced the world. And so for Christians, this is, this is really important. What we do with the Bible is the most important thing that will determine our culture as a church, as a family, um, as a society. What we do with the Bible, whether, whether we see it as God's highest authority or just a devotional, emotional pick-me-up, um, is it the very word of God or... Does it need a lot of help to actually be useful nowadays? The answer to this question, what is the highest authority? And if we answer the Bible, that is the biggest influence for any culture. And it has been historically uh, the best influence for culture. Every society is a mess. We live in a super fallen world. But it has been the greatest influence in the nations that have kind of risen to be the most prosperous and influential and law-abiding nations and safest nations in the world. So something to think about. What is the highest authority in any culture and how does that influence and determine what that culture is? Be blessed.